You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and what follows is a conversation between myself and one of the real legends of the modern heavy metal music industry. I'm talking about Mr Bjorn Speedstrid. He's in Soilwork and also the Night Flight Orchestra. The reason for the conversation this time around is to promote Soilwork's brand new album which will be released sometime in 2019. It's called Verklehiten. I think that's how you pronounce it. So let's have a listen to what Speed has to say. Here we go. Calling for our chat. How are you going? Good. How are you? Good, mate. This is the uh, I think it's the third or fourth time we've had a chat in the last two years, mate. So uh, it's always nice wow. to look forward yeah. to talking to you again. Actually, I think the last time we had a chat was uh, well, there were two things that were happening last time we had a chat. You were talking about yeah. the release of the Night Flight Orchestra album, the last one, and. Exactly. Um, yeah. Someone who we both knew, Ralph Santola, was um, well. It was actually the night before yeah. he passed away. So uh, yeah, the next day. I do uh, remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I might kick off with that question then, if it's well, just to ask you for your thoughts on that, if that's okay, because we dived into it a little bit at the time. But now that it's been yeah. six months since he's passed, mate, how do you remember the great man? Well, I I miss him every day, and. Um, there was just really something special about that man, his humor and, uh, you know, that smile. And I mean, we, <clears throat> we, we lived together for like three weeks at yep. my house. Um, this, this must've been 2012 and, uh, hmm. we had a lot of interesting discussions and his political views were completely different than mine, but we, we got along just fine. And I think that was just the, Perfect example of a, a really good man who's um, yeah. sort of just a really you know stand-up guy who can mm. um, discuss just just about anything. And yeah, it's um, it's still really heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I mean, what do you say? Really, we're one of the greatest guitarists that ever walked the earth, certainly in my view, and I think it's a view shared by many other people. And I only knew him really as a fan. I had a couple of conversations with him, but you knew him as a brother <laughs> and as a mate. So, it's, so yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you, yeah. man, that, that one of your good friends uh, departed this mortal coil. But uh, mate, he's left a tremendous legacy yeah. of wonderful music, with uh, particularly with with one of my Absolutely. favorite albums. You know, Deicide's "The Stench of Redemption" reinvigorated Deicide's career. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff. At least we still have the music. And I don't know. I just, I just feel that he's 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 there. You know, somehow. Mm. Uh, and I think about him often, and uh, it's kind of interesting. It's like <clears throat> one of those, he has so many friends, you know, and, and social media always shares stuff that he said online, and, and uh, there should be a, a, a book, you know, put out with his <laughs> with yeah. his comments and, and posts. It's, <laughs> um, it's, it's genius. I'd agree genius with that stuff. one. I did miss his Facebook updates. Yeah. The the few times a day that he'd post updates was something that he found quite humorous. Oftentimes, there were things that you had yeah. to work at to find the humor in, but once you found it, you were with him and you were laughing along with him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so. All right, so let's let's talk about this eleventh uh, album of yours with Soilwork. So I'm probably going to mispronounce it here, so apologies, but I think it's Verkleeten. Does that sound about right? Close enough. Verkleeten. Oh gosh, Verklehetten. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Look, oh, of, course, done. of course, I've got a, an advanced copy courtesy of Nuclear Blast and John, so I've had uh, quite a few yeah. listeners to it. And as usual from you, mate, you know I'm a fan. Um, everything you do is touched by quality. 
But what have you got to say about the album? Well, I think, you know, uh, we can definitely recognize uh, soul work, you know, but there's some some sort of classic heavy metal elements being brought back that we have in the beginning of the career, but at the same time, we're also sort of continuing on the path that we've created uh, what, ever since um, The Living Infinite, which was a, you know, a huge experiment. Mm. And we recorded 27 songs, but I think we found a new expression there, you know, and... Uh, we're still on that path and, and we're still evolving and um, which makes it very exciting, you know, still yes, with indeed. the 11th album and being around for 20 years. And I think that's one of the reasons that why we're still around that we feel sort of free in our expression, you know, and um, it's, yeah, I, I would say the album sounds extremely Scandinavian, especially with the melodies and the sort of yeah, agree, melancholy yeah. running through it, you yeah. know, and it's very intense and atmospheric and, um, pretty extreme at times but also yeah hauntingly mm. beautiful i guess you said something in there 20 years mate you're dangerously close to making this a career aren't you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah i mean it's not easy to do it playing heavy metal but you've done it no yeah i, I yeah i guess i guess uh, i guess i did yeah <laughs> yeah well congratulations on that but the other thing that i noticed Thank too you. is just looking through uh wikipedia there's been two changes in personnel since the album in 2015, the Ride Majestic. So what particular yeah. skill sets and uh, new ideas did the new guys bring to the album? Well, I think um, they brought a lot. And, and uh, you know, with Bastion being the new drummer uh, after Dirk left from Megadeth, you mm. know, and... Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was all he, he was already touring with the band um, by the time that Dirk left permanently for Megadeth. So that transition was, after all, pretty smooth. You know, of course, we missed Dirk, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that Bastion was a part of the touring cycle for the Ride Majestic before we approached a new album, and we got to know him a lot better, both musically and also on a personal level. You know, yeah. and uh, and then we've decided, you know, to continue as a pie piece you know because we've had sort of bad luck with bass players you know and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah i mean it's i guess it's only natural you know in this age too i mean we've been around for 20 years and and you know i started the band when i was like 17 you know and uh there's gonna be a lot of things happening during that time you know i've been growing up with a band and of course people find other things in life you know and so do i you know and uh it's just, you know, with Marcus, for example, the bass player that was in Ryan Majestic, he, he mm-hmm. became a father again, you know, and um, and he just couldn't handle the touring. So, I mean, it, it's it's all, you know, understandable. But after that, we decided to, to continue as, uh, mm-hmm. as a five piece, you know. I think it make, makes things a little bit easier in the end. Um, okay. So, other than that, <laughs> it's, you know... It's the the same same lineup, you know. Um, yeah, sorry, living in otherwise. Yeah. yeah, did you yeah. ever did you think about getting Ola back in, or was that just something that for what well, was wasn't considered? Oh, you mean Ola Flink? Yeah, yeah, the bassist. Yeah, the bassist for mini albums. Yeah, no, I mean he's a, he's a prison guard, and he seems to be very happy doing oh, that. Shit. You know, okay. I don't know. He was, yeah, <laughs> and um, I think he really likes you know, living a normal life and not, you know, being out on the road. And I think he's a, he's a man of, of, you know, 
he likes routines and it's kind of hard to find that as a, as a musician, you know, and, uh, financial stability is is very hard to find as well. So it's all understandable. I mean, I've been there myself too, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, it it becomes sort of hard with age, especially all the traveling, you know, and Mm. not being able to have sort of daily routines. I think that's something that comes with age, even though, I mean, I just turned turned 40. I'm not that old, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah, so you guys, uh, you're coming down again in March, I think it is. So you've got three shows. So have you thought about what yeah. sort of a set list you'll be putting together? For example, are you going to be playing? You know, I know you've got to play the classics for the fans. Otherwise, you'll, they'll get you know they'll post post nasty things on bloody social media. You know how it is. But is it, are you <laughs> yeah. going to are you going to be playing a lot from the new album? Do you think when you come down? I think so. I mean, uh, I also want to be fair to this lineup because I believe that there was sort of a new era starting with the Living Infinite, you know. Mm. And uh, so we're we're trying to focus a little bit on the latest three albums, but of course we're going to bring back some old gems as well from from our career. So that's only fair to the fans. So you want to be fair to to the lineup mm. and what we sort of stand for nowadays, you know. But also be fair to the fans, which is not easy, you know. So. Mm. Yeah, it um, it's going to be tough. I bet, I bet it is. Yeah, especially with bloody the amount of albums that you've got these days. And here's a good question yeah. for you: Do you think there's an opportunity for you to throw in any night flight orchestra material into into the shows? Uh, no, we like to keep those things separate. separate but yep. yeah, it's a, it would be interesting. For That'd sure. be really cool from your perspective on stage, because I imagine a lot of these soil, you know, the garden variety soilwork fan, they might not be aware of the work that you're doing with the night flight orchestra. And if you start playing a yeah, song yeah. like that up there, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is this song? Is this yeah, it's an early... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, because it's quite a departure, isn't it? Yeah. Do you, do, you cop any, do you cop any shit from fans online about the difference between the two bands? Not really. I mean, it's I, I've seen people somehow comparing, you know, some of the songs on the uh, on the new album, at least the singles. Like, oh, it sounds like the Night by Orchestra. It's like what, really? Yeah. I don't really feel. I, I can maybe see what they mean with some things here and there, but I also think that it, it's because that now people have a reference. You know, yes. we've done stuff like this with Swallow before, even Night by Orchestra existed. So I guess you take your sense of melody with you wherever you go. You know, um, but I mean, then again, when people mention like the orchestra, it's not a bad thing. You know, no. it's not like they say like, "Oh, this is crap." It sounds like night or orchestra. It's actually just like, "Oh, it sounds like night like orchestra," and that's not a bad thing. Mm. <laughs> like what? Yeah, so I'm, I'm very confused about the. Uh, <laughs> I think you nailed yeah, it no, though. Mostly. Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it though when you said that people have got a reference, so they got this confirmation bias where they start hearing things of exactly. the Night Flight Orchestra in Soilworks material now just because they've heard Night Flight Orchestra. Because if they hadn't heard it, they yeah. wouldn't say it sounded like anything else. They just sounded like a devolved version. They'd probably just think it just sounded like a natural evolution from where the Ride Majestic left off. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how about the um, in the Nuclear Blast portal? I've been listening to them a bit actually. The first two albums, so Internal Affairs and Skyline Whispers, um, were they re-released or were they just released on digital media platforms through Nuclear Blast? Like, how come they were effectively re-released, those two albums? Because the two first albums are in a really small label in Italy and and a lot of people have expressed that they, you know, Uh 
wanted to buy the two first albums, especially on vinyl, you know? And, yeah. um, so that's where the idea came out and, and, um, yeah, so Nuclear Blast got in touch with with Corno Records, and uh, they made a deal together in order to put out the the two first albums and made them uh, available to to everyone, which is really cool. And, and a lot of people are really happy, including myself, actually. You know, now that they're finally out, especially on vinyl, you know, it's uh, it's really cool stuff, you know. And um, I guess people can also see sort of, you know evolution of, of, of the, um, the, the Nightfly Orchestra yeah. sound, sound. You know, listening to those two records. It's, everything is going to make more sense somehow. Yeah, I understand. They're pretty bloody good albums, mate, actually. I wouldn't have known where to find them, actually. Of course, people can look on Wikipedia, but it's a smart move. And it also yeah. stops the punishers yeah. from coming up to you just about every single show and asking you when you're going to re-release them or where the hell they can get copies of them from. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I've seen J.K. Lee... You've probably seen J.K. Lee's touring again, releasing albums and touring again with Red Dragon Cartel. Yes. And he yeah, made a decision yeah. not to play Aussie material, which I think is insane, to be honest with you, because I think 90% of the audience, 95% of the audience had known through his association with Aussie. But he's playing, yeah. I think, some Badlands material. Now, you can't actually get any of the Badlands material on any digital platforms. You've got to try and search for the CDs. They don't even re-release the CDs, yeah. apparently. Eddie Trunk was a bit... I think Eddie Trunk might know the reason, but I don't think it's something that they can widely broadcast. But effectively, Jake's touring mm. with a brand new band, of course, playing new songs and limited referencing to Badlands and no referencing at all to Aussie, which I don't think is such a such a great move because he's just going to cop it <laughs> every meet and greet, asking him where he can get Badlands material from, oh. why why he won't play Aussie material. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. mate, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's been a good chat. I better let you go because I know you've got a minute or two until the next one. But uh, always good company, mate, the third mm -hmm. or fourth time around. And, uh, God, I've got two kids, as, as I mentioned last time these days, mate. It's always bloody hard for me to get out, but I'm going to try and make these shows. So hopefully we have a chat before the, uh, the uh, band Soil Work tours Australia in March. Yeah, I hope so too. No worries, mate. All the best with it, and congratulations. As 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 I said last time, mate, congratulations on a stunning career and for making it 20 years. Thank you so much. Thank you. No worries, mate. Okay, chat to you later. All right. Okay, take care. Catch Bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was a conversation with Bjorn Speedstreet, He's in soil work and also the Night Flight Orchestra. Thanks so much for listening.